1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more
0: per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com.
1: Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring. The flooring experts. MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com.
0: Welcome back to Overnight America. That was fun. I always like when we get uh, time with special guests, including the first uh, half hour. This hour joining us is a co-director of Stanford University's Advanced Security Certification Program and author of an upcoming book called Big Breaches, Cybersecurity Lessons for Everyone. Neil Deswani, thank you for coming on to KMOX.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I am someone that pays attention to cybersecurity, and it's in the news yet again. It seems like there's threats from all over the place, and it's always disconcerting to think that some of the largest systems that have all kinds of network administrators find their way uh, somehow breached find their way that they could have had some sort of uh, problems and we didn't even know about it for years could be foreign governments and i think uh, what can any individual do honestly to keep up with everything that's going on and even have themselves somehow feel safe when even the big dogs in the game are the ones that are still getting breached
2: well there's certainly too much to keep up with and it has indeed been the case that both cyber criminals and foreign nation adversaries have been uh, targeting not only enterprises but uh, especially cyber criminals have been targeting consumers, and they've been using as as I talk about in my upcoming book, uh, "Big Breaches: cyber Security Lessons for Everyone." Uh, they've been using the same the same techniques: phishing, malware, software vulnerabilities, uh, and whatnot against individuals as well. Except, of course, individual consumers don't have information security teams to help protect them.
0: You're right. And I find that a lot of times people are preyed on. I saw... Just recently in Canada, the CBC did a story about a woman who transferred, uh, I forgot, three or $400,000 based on uh, a, an issue where they thought it was some sort of um, uh, issue with her citizenship in Canada. And she was wondering, how come none of the banks picked up I was transferring all this money? There should have been red flags that were popped up. And there's not a lot of red flags for people that are actually working to, uh, you know, on your behalf. It's something that you have to know for yourself because otherwise— A lot of this stuff goes under the radar, and when it's gone, it's gone.
2: Yes, that's right. And the cybercriminal attackers have been taking advantage of things that we've all been concerned with. In a a most recent scheme, what uh, cybercriminal attackers have been doing have been sending uh, text messages to people telling them that they've been approved for a, uh, quote-unquote, COVID relief program and that they're now eligible to earn in the amount of about $1,400 – daily. So they picked a dollar amount that's similar to the government uh, promised uh, funding that's coming up, uh, except for the fact that they say that they're offering that daily. And so there's this uh, saying, if it sounds too good to be true, it it probably is. And then, of course, they have a malicious link in the message. So if it sounds too good to be true, uh, probably is, don't click it.
0: Wow. What's the most convincing Type of scam that you've been approached in your email or text or anything like that that even may have caught you off guard for a second?
2: I'll tell you, there's uh, a lot of uh, text messages that that I've been targeted with. The one that I just mentioned, my wife was targeted with, and she thought it was suspicious and showed it to me. I was told it was definitely a scam. Um, you know, I think that. If it wasn't for the fact that I simply don't rely on text messages uh, as much to interact with various services, I wouldn't be surprised if if I would have gotten taken by some of these things as well. So I think that the attackers prey on the fact that, um, you know, people can be busy, people can be uh, in financially challenging situations. Uh, and so I don't I don't I don't believe I've been solved uh, uh, for one of these yet. That said, the reason I say yet is because the cyber criminals are so good at this that I I assume at some point I will I will click, click the wrong link as well. And that's why I have I'm signed up for IDAFF protection and uh, a bunch of other services that help just monitor my my online life uh, such that uh, if and when I do get taken myself, um, they're. You know, there's a set of services that are that are that are backing me that can even give me, uh, you know, reimbursement dollar for dollar if there's if there's stolen funds if the uh, identity production company can't can't help get it back for me.
0: So just clicking on a link, what does that do? If does if anything, or is it more or less the information you put onto that site once you get there? It can be just
2: clicking the link. So in the in the quote unquote uh, one of the. Best cases, um, you click on the link, and the attackers will drop uh, "quote unquote" cookies on your phone, um, web browser cookies that will, whenever you do make, say, purchases from your phone, they will get a cut of the they will get a cut of the revenue. Now, that's in the in the best case. In the worst case, simply clicking the link, the attackers can install malware uh, or viruses on your phone just by clicking that link within a few hundred milliseconds, you have to do nothing else. So there's a whole range and gamut of attacks that are possible just by clicking a link. Um, and uh, I think, I, I always assume that the, the worst case is you click the wrong link and your, your phone is pretty much taken over by attackers.
0: Ah, uh, All right, so that scares me. Um, and sometimes you don't even know these things have happened. Uh, they make the sites look pretty legitimate. I wonder why Why is it that all of the, the different web browsers that you, we use, the popular ones like Chrome and Firefox, Internet Explorer, Opera, or whatever, there's a million different web browsers out there, how come they don't pick up on this stuff? Don't they know that you might be going to a site that's trying to put something malicious on your computer, and uh, aren't they trying to maybe strengthen security so they can protect their users?
2: Absolutely. If you look at the biggest providers, Google, Android, if you look at – uh, Apple's Safari web browser. They do have uh, safe browsing protections, where what they do is the browser will automatically check every link that's clicked on, every uh, URL, every web page that's loaded, to see if it's something that's known to, in the past, have uh, done something malicious. And so, these safe browsing countermeasures that are that are in the various browsers do work to take as many steps as as possible. Uh, At the same time, there is no detection that is perfect. And depending upon what kind of malicious link it is, if it is a malware attack or it's a phishing attack, the safe browsing programs do best against uh, those. Uh, But, for instance, if there's a uh, suspicious or malicious link that simply drops cookies on your phone so that the attackers get uh, paid a part of the revenue when you, whenever you buy something, uh, you know, that sort of attack may not be as well covered by safe browsing programs because um, a lot of legitimate companies use that as well. So, so, so the attackers can, can range from uh, being, you know, savvy, uh, direct uh, marketer types uh, all the way to, uh, you know, cyber criminals who have very uh, significant, uh, malicious goals in their mind.
0: Uh, Neil Deswani is joining us in a book is coming out called Big Breaches, Cybersecurity Lessons for Everyone. How do I know if uh, one of these things are on my phone or my computer? Like, Because, of course, when I'm hearing you say these things, I get paranoid. The first thing I did was grab my phone, and I think, how can I uh, get rid of anything that could be considered malicious that I don't know is on here?
2: So the only surefire method to do that is to do a factory reset of your phone. That said, that is a very significant step. And so one of the things that we do in the uh, Big Breaches book, um, Cybersecurity Lessons for Everyone, we have a chapter on advice to consumers for how they can defend themselves against the root causes of breaches that have been targeting both consumers and enterprises. So for each of the root causes, uh, phishing, malware, um, software vulnerabilities, unencrypted data, inadvertent mistakes that we can all make, as well as, you know, third-party risk, uh, we provide a set of countermeasures that one can employ, uh, one or two kind of key countermeasures in each category. Um, I And I, I would recommend, and obviously I don't have time to kind of go through all of those uh, in, in, in this interview, but... One thing that is good for everyone to keep in mind is that there is actually much more information about you um, in the databases of many, many, many companies, much more so than the amount of information that exists on your phone, on your laptop, or, or in your home. So there, there's more likelihood that you'll get breached due to data about you that is outside your home and outside your phone um, than, than inside, and that's why I recommend getting theft protection, uh, not just credit monitoring, but, but full-blown theft protection that'll help monitor not only your credit, but also your assets. Was that supposed
0: to make me feel better that, hey, you know what? It might not even be on your phone. It's probably out there anyway. And you know what? You can't do anything about it. That's not going to help me sleep better at night because you almost packaged it in a way to make it feel like, hey, don't worry. You can't do anything about it. You're in trouble already. <laughs>
2: uh, you know, I, I think the unfortunate truth is that, that um you know, you know, when you look at. I mean, I'll tell you the, the 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 information director at the National Security Agency years ago years ago I think seven to ten years ago pretty much saying we have to design our our enterprise and our government networks assuming that the attackers are going to get in. So when the when the information director at arguably one of the world's most savvy intelligence agencies is saying something like that, um, you kind of have to have to take it to heart. And if there there's kind of like one thing that I would recommend that can help with uh, detection, containment, and recovery of these sorts of things, it is it is that. It is getting IFF protection. That said, I think there are a lot of preventative steps that one can take. So first, uh, you know, don't click on, um, you know, links. Uh, if you're not expecting them from a particular party, it's always better to, if let's say you're going to interact with uh, a bank or any government institution, to to go to the, to navigate to the website yourself or call the number that you're used to speaking to those folks on uh, or that you've done so in the past uh, so that you're making the first outbound connection to a trusted source instead of uh, reacting or responding to, say, something that's potentially unsolicited that's been sent to you.
0: Mm. You know, maybe we can keep talking about this after the break, if you don't mind holding on.
2: Sure, I'd be happy to. All
0: right. Uh, Neil Deswani is the co-director of Stanford University's Advanced Security Certification Program, and he's got a book that's out here soon, just a couple of weeks, March 8th, called Big Breaches, Cybersecurity Lessons for Everyone. We'll continue our conversation with him right after the break on Overnight America KMOX. <laughs> Yeah, big topic. Everyone seems to be interested in it as of late, which is a good thing. Even the novice computer user has an understanding that there are people out there to do bad things. And joining us as a co-director of Stanford University's Advanced Security Certification Program. He's got a book that's coming out here in a few weeks called Big Breaches, uh, Cybersecurity Lessons for Everyone. Neil Deswani, again, thank you for coming on to KMOX.
2: Happy happy to be on and continue um, and uh, I think that uh, if I if uh, some of the things I was saying was uh, bumming people out I have I have some recommendations for uh, three steps that people can take to to prevent uh, some of these potential attacks against themselves
0: okay so step one take your computer and throw it out is that, is that step one <laughs> that won't even help you anymore you, you told me they already got all the info
2: <laughs> you know you know I think that by the way by the way i I, I find that myself even if they're with certain things, it may be better to use the old traditional processes. I'll tell you, I still receive paper bank statements and paper brokerage statements. Uh, you know, lots of providers say that uh, you know you want to switch to online, uh, but I I want all the paper copies because I want uh, you know tons of proof uh, you know about my assets in case anything in case anything goes wrong. So I think that you know there the, 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 there is an argument that. Uh, I mean, if we think about if we think about the voting system, um, you know, the the the, the guidance uh, from some the, of the computer security community was that if we want to have a secure election, um, let's rely more on paper ballots and not all kinds of sophisticated voting systems that could potentially be hacked. Mm-hmm. So, so there is there is indeed some truth uh, about what you're saying, but um, mm-hmm. the, 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 there are three steps that I can I can provide if we if we are going to stick to to using technology
0: sure
2: so so the first thing that i'd recommend is that for every online account that you have enable two-step verification sometimes also called two-factor verification for any online account that offers it so for banks for brokerages for uh, any any other number of accounts if you've ever received a say six-digit code that's sent to your phone uh, before you have to complete a login, you, know, you enter your username and your password, but then something gets sent to your phone and you have to enter that additional code, I would enable that kind of protection on every account that offers it because what this means is that for the cyber criminals, they not only need to steal your passwords, but they also need to compromise your phone, which they can do, but it's just more work for them and they're gonna go after those folks where they can say just steal their passwords off the off the dark web. So, so step one, enable two-factor authentication, two-step verification for every online account that offers it.
0: Okay, that's good. Uh,
2: the, the second thing that I'll, that I'll mention is to uh, download and install a anti-malware package for any computer or mobile phone uh, that you can, such that if, let's say, God forbid, you click the malicious link or the suspicious link, so the the additional protection that those anti-malware and antivirus scanners can offer will, uh, in some cases, prevent your phone from getting infected or your laptop from getting infected, even though you click the link. And then, secondly, even if a virus or a piece of malware comes down, the anti-malware and anti-virus package can contain the and quarantine that that virus. So I think it is important to to, to use an anti malware package. I would I would suggest preferably using one that you pay for, uh, as opposed to one that is quote unquote free. Because if it is free, you know, there's this saying that uh, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. And so uh, chances are that in order to fund the research and development of the antivirus product, if it's not paid that they are then selling information about you or whatnot. So I'd say download antivirus, anti-malware, choose one that's, uh, that's uh, free. I've mentioned also uh, getting identity protection. If you use an offering like Norton LifeLock, it'll come with both identity protection and anti-malware. And then the final thing that I'll mention is I'd encourage people to use uh, password managers, uh, things like Dashlane or LastPass or 1Password, where... Uh, it will help automatically generate hard-to-guess uh, passwords or hard-to-brute-force passwords for the attackers, and it'll help manage uh, those passwords and make sure that when you when you get to a site online, uh, they will you know the password manager will do a check to make sure as to whether or not the site is indeed a legitimate one before it supplies the password. So, so those are the three additional things beyond IAF protection. Use uh, two-factor verification whenever possible. Uh, make sure you're using anti-malware and uh, use a password manager.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me say number four. I don't know if you're at this step yet, but I'm pretty much there. Don't buy any electronics from China.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I say that there there is, there is legitimate concern about supply chains, especially in the uh, wake of the attack against solar winds. That occurred this past December, in which uh, a, a foreign, uh, suspected foreign nation-state adversary, um, hacked SolarWinds, which happened to be getting used by 300,000 customers, uh, many government agencies. Uh, there were 18,000 uh, customers that may have received a malicious code update, and the most recent information on that is that there might be up to 100 private companies that that were uh, impacted. So what the what the foreign nation state adversa- foreign nation state adversary did is basically took advantage of the fact that a lot of people are using the SolarWinds software mm-hmm. um, and and used it as an intermediary to hack into government and private uh, sector agencies. So there is a concern about uh, about about the supply chain, uh, whether it be uh, you know China, Russia, Eastern Europe, whatever it happens to be.
0: Yeah, I keep reading these stories about how some of the electronics coming from China, they're implanting little things onto whatever, and it's almost like going under the radar, and we're installing these things in some sophisticated computers and servers and everywhere, and we might not even know that they have backdoor access to some of these different areas uh, because of what they added on to some of these circuit boards or whatever. That's a whole different topic. I, I didn't mean to go too far off the rails on that. One, One last question for you, if you don't mind. You talked about all the malware and the the protections and things. How much do you pay a month when it comes to you personally protecting yourself on the internet? So
2: uh, I happen to be a uh, Norton LifeLock customer because I uh, used to work there as an executive, mm-hmm. and um, their 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 premium plan, I believe, I believe is about uh, thirty dollars a month. Uh, so, so that's a, that's a great plan, but I'll, I'll tell you, that's only one of the protections that I use. I also pay for my password manager. I pay for a few other things. Now, of course, I, I may be, you know, more on the, more on the deep end, uh, Mm -hmm. with regards to, uh, such protections, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if I, if I spend, you know, a hundred to a hundred to $150 a month on, on, on all the protections, um, you know, you I better
0: think, have uh, top secret clearance uh, from the government before I would consider spending a hundred some of bucks a month. And I know I think there's probably a lot of other people thinking that, too. Like, wow, I don't know. I can't imagine that. But at the same time, you look at uh, even some of the very. Intermediate and low level things that people don't really take the steps to do to secure themselves and it you should really take into consideration some of these different services that go above and beyond to protect your information they're very worthwhile and affordable too so yeah it's it's interesting the wide range of services and things you could sign up for
2: yes that, that's right that's right and I, I think I, I probably uh, am on the'm on the more steeper end of that, but I think that spending thirty to fifty dollars a month will probably help most people. Uh, save themselves from from a lot of pain that'll occur otherwise. Uh, I think that if you look at um, various identity protection companies, they get a lot of calls in from people that have already suffered uh, an incident, and uh, it 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 uh, in terms of the amount of time, just the amount of time. You know, if you have to spend, you know, 10 or 20 hours the week after you got uh, impacted. Uh, it, it, it's just it is just very painful. So I think that yeah. uh, there is an old saying: a uh, ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and I think that's definitely true here.
0: So, real quick, if people wanted to pre-order or check you out online, you got your book coming out: Big Breaches: Cybersecurity Lessons for Everyone. Where can they find it?
2: You can just go to uh, bigbreaches dot com. You type that in, and it'll get you to the Amazon page where you can go ahead and pre-order. Um, uh, the book uh, officially does release on uh, March the eighth. And, uh, you know, sometime prior to then, we expect to also be putting up, a, you know, a full-fledged website at BigBreaches.com that offers uh, a lot more information and tips and also links to the various uh, third-party services that I mentioned uh, in this interview. So keep an eye out for that. But uh, until then, you can go to BigBreaches.com. It'll take you over to the right page on uh, Amazon where you can order uh, pre-order a copy.
0: Big breaches you can find online if you do a search. Neil Deswani, thank you again for coming on and spending the time with us here on Overnight America.
2: Very welcome. I enjoyed it, and uh, I hope that uh, I hope that many people can benefit from the uh, from from the help and the protections.
0: I think it will be very helpful. Thank you, Neil. He joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. Oh, that was great. Uh, joining us right after the break, our friend Tom Sullivan, a local watchdog. What uh, it means to spend $6 million on the PowerPlex and his recent cameo on Fox 2. I got to talk to him about that. Right after the weather on Overnight America KMOX. Here we are on Overnight America. I thought that was a really good cybersecurity Segment in two with uh, Neil in the past segment. Joining us now is a local watchdog, now uh, most recently famous for his appearance on Fox 2 the other night. Tom Sullivan, how are you? I'm doing fine, Ryan. Look at you, big star now, making it on to Elliot Davis's You Paid For
1: It. Yes, I had it's- just a uh, a big role. I think it was up, up to uh, one sentence.
0: It was a good segment. I think the last time was it the trolley you were talking to him about? You make it on there every once in a while. Maybe I've missed a few in between there.
1: Yeah, I've been doing stuff with Elliot Davis for probably 20 years. Yeah,
0: it was a great segment pointing out the different flaws that we have when it comes to the development in the area and the amount of tax money going to five vice presidents
1: (laughs) and things. I I think that was one of the most hard hitting things that he's ever done. And I think anybody. Anybody watching it might think, what on earth is going on with this organization? And then, you know, what's going on with the mayor and, uh, and the county executive who appoints the board members? And if you go, if you remember back a couple of years back, the uh, state, audit, state auditor did an audit. This was this was back with, right before Steve Stinger was uh, was was indicted. And there was all kind of crazy things going on, and people were paying themselves uh, six figure bonuses. The the lady who was the CEO. Uh, she was eventually pled guilty to various things, but she was making over $500,000 a year. So that's been a problem area for some time, and uh, it doesn't seem like it's getting any better.
0: Have they actually done anything in the past year? Honestly, I can't think of one project they've pushed or anything that's actually benefited the region.
1: No. Well, one of the most incredible things uh, that, that uh, Elliot Davis brought up was that I uh, go to the website, and they couldn't find anything newer than 2017. Well, then you go to their then you go to their websites under our projects and you click on that and you and it says this page is under construction so i mean here you have here you have this big uh economic development partnership that's supposed to be overseeing development a city and a county with all these highly paid people and you click on our projects and it says this page under construction like i say that's this is an organization that needs to uh it needs to be uh changed around that's for sure
0: yeah and he made it very clear and you can actually go to the website thefox2now.com and the you paid for it section I posted a link on my Facebook page to the uh, story that Elliot Davis did this is the St. Louis Economic Development Partnership and he points out very clearly here's all the different salaries of the different people in this organization when you have a quarter of a million dollars a year you're paying to the CEO you have executive directors 170 grand there CFO the chief financial officer 145 grand you have five vice presidents I've never heard of that before five vice presidents for one organization like that, it's not even that big of an organization, but five, and they're all making over hundred grand. You have employees that are making upper you know, $80,000, $90,000 a year, and it's great because he took the cameras in and they walk through the buildings, and they're all empty. No one's working. No one's doing anything, and I know it's difficult during the coronavirus time, and I know that it's hard to try to businesses to come to st louis because all of them were cutting back and whatever but have they done anything in the past year to promote the region and actually bring economic development in i don't think they
1: have well they take claim for a lot of things you know like for example the uh you know the 1.7 billion dollar nga project down in the city they somehow claimed that they were involved in that but like elliot david mentioned know. davis mentioned they weren't really they weren't really much involved but they just, they just go on and, and uh, you know, they have all these people uh, collecting these big salaries. And then he also mentioned they have two, two different offices and high-dollar office buildings in Clayton. One is they're paying rent they're paying of $448,000 a year, and on the other one they're paying $308,000 a year. So they're paying more than $750,000 a year, and uh, it's not clear why they need, uh, why they need the two offices. They don't.
0: And just walking through that building, I mean, it looked like no one was working there. I've seen those movies where there's like fronts for drug operations, like in the front end of an office. And it's like you go in, it's the place is spotless, like no one's actually worked there ever before. It looks like it's set up and staged, like they're going to try to sell the place. Um, So that was a great you paid for it. I'm glad that I saw the cameo on that one. And last week, we talked about the powerplex. It looks like county council past that six million dollars that could be going towards them.
1: Yeah, the county council approved that um, uh, last night, and it's still there's still many questions about it, and I can't understand why they're just going to go ahead with it without with when there are so many unanswered questions. This thing has been around for a couple of years now. It started out in Chesterfield, and then they decided it wasn't going to work very well there. They, they were going to have to do all sorts of Pay for all kind of infrastructure upgrades. So then they ended up in the old, uh, the old uh, St. Louis Outlet Mall. Well, it was going to be over 70 million. Then it went down 60 some million, and finally, the the current cost of it is 54 million dollars, and it's going to be spread over 160 acres. And like I mentioned last time, it's got every kind of uh, every kind of sports you can imagine, uh, even pickleball, which I had to look up <laughs> to see what exactly that is. So they're going to have Volleyball, beach volleyball, basketball, hockey, dance, cheerleaders, lacrosse, field hockey uh, then they're going to have uh, they're planning on 13 restaurants, hotels and uh, it just goes on and on And it's, it's kind of they're going to be involved in entertainment too and also going to have a they also have a drive-in out there so they're doing all this huge project and and of course as as with supporters of anybody who wants tax dollars they're always going to claim, this is going to be the best thing ever. It's going to bring in all this money. It's going to have all these people here. And my my question for the for the county council is, what have you done as far as due diligence to to to, to really look into some of these things? Because it's a very complicated project. You have the bondholders from the old uh, from the old uh, shopping center there. They're all involved, and this has been going on now for a couple of years. And council member Ernie Tracca says, you know, we're not in a hurry. Uh, why don't we wait and see what all is going on with this? And uh they did not want to wait and they went ahead and uh so now we're gonna have six million dollars go into the powerplex. How the things ever gonna end up, uh it it's anybody's guess.
0: I think we have a pretty good guess how this thing's gonna end up.
1: <laughs> well, uh, f- yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I hope it turns out fine, but but you know, it, it, when you when you're talking about six million dollars of tax money, uh you know, I think you need to have a better uh, a better handle on what's going on. As, as, as same way with the loop trolley, this trolley's going to be great, and they came in, they gave $3 million, and of course they went through that and they came back wanting some more. So I don't know how, how uh, protected the county money is. Uh, they're claiming that uh, they don't really have, that they need the county money in order to get financing from others. So it's it's a complicated arrangement, and they the council has not really made the case that this is a good deal for taxpayers. That's for sure.
0: Something else I've noticed, and we've talked about this in the last couple of weeks, is the problems that we have with Metrolink and the controversy of having security that are unarmed and how vulnerable the security is because of that, not only for the safety of the officers there, but the safety of the people that ride Metro. And we start to see a lot of the surrounding areas that all said... Hey, this would be a good idea if you really reconsidered arming your security there. And it's just the you just find in this region when it comes to metro, they're so opposed to it, so opposed to it. But all of the surrounding region looks at our issues here, and it seems like they're all coming out and saying, "No, this really needs to be reevaluated."
1: Uh, that is for sure. I I'm still puzzling to me why Talby Roach, the uh, by State CEO, he is just adamant that the uh, security guards should not be armed and. All kinds of people have said, uh, "Well, it's really not security when you have security guards who aren't armed." But he wants—he keeps talking about the, you know, the experience that he wants riders to have, and somehow having armed guards kind of interferes with that. Uh, the um, the board chairman for Madison County, Kurt Prenzler, uh, he just brought up something that the—he's—he's uh, he's the current chair of the, also chair of the East West Gateway uh, Council of Governments, and he—he. He, uh, Read them a letter from the um, from the pastor of the church where the uh, murdered security guard was from, and and he was saying, you know, you folks need to do better than this. It's a shame that that uh, this poor guy had to had to get killed, had to be murdered. Uh, possibly he might have been able to defend himself. So I mean, this this is just a, an issue that just keeps going on and on, and uh, they don't seem to get it at by state that most people want to have the uh, the guards armed. As I mentioned last time, I think KSDK Channel channel 5 had a, had a poll, and it's like 98% said that the guards ought to be armed.
0: Yeah, people want to see it, the surrounding area and the governments, the county boards, agencies, things like that. They all want to see this coming into place. But, man, there's such this pushback from Talby Roach and the uh, Metrolink that that they come to the conclusion that it's just not necessary. I don't know what kind of uh, fantasy world some of these people think we live in. That St. Louis is so safe that we don't need security that have the ability to protect people riding public transportation. Um, I I look at this and say I ugh, we got to remember and we have to be realistic to the problems of our of our city and we have to respond to that appropriately. We had the security guards armed for what a decade. Uh, when they first started to work them in, and then of just eventually last year they took it out. Um, not to a lot of fanfare, because not a lot of people knew about it until now, when we started to have more issues with it.
1: Well, Toby Roach better be careful, because I think he's on pretty thin ice with the, uh, with the county council. He has, he has had some of his funding cut off before, before the council has, was upset. They had all these high-profile crimes and they keep saying, you know, what are you going to do about this? And, it's like, and he comes with his usual routine. You know, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. So they cut five million dollars off the appropriation. And they said we're going to we're going to wait and see how things go. So they have not been happy with him now for some time. And now he's got this situation where he doesn't want to have the the security guards armed. He he could be uh, he could be uh, running into trouble. And don't forget, St. Louis County is when it comes to the funding. Uh, by state they are the big gorilla they they provide just about half of the uh half of the budget yep all right
0: so uh hopefully i can see you again are you have any future plans on joining elliott davis for
1: you paid for it oh i probably will i've been uh doing stuff with him for a number of years and uh probably will continue i maybe get more than uh one sentence next time
0: <laughs> so do you have to petition for that say hey come on man i had one sentence last time let's get this going you have a, you have a lot of good things to say I would well, uh, uh, vouch for that.
1: <laughs> hope, hopefully I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get a bigger role next time.
0: I'll have to get your autograph next time I see you, too, if you have uh, 8x10s printed off to hand out in case someone comes up to you that they've seen you on that you paid for it.
1: i I don't think i'll have i don't think i'll be needing those
0: (laughs) all right well thanks for keeping us updated on everything that's going on and yes there is a lot and you know what before you know it they could be passing another stimulus bill and we could be looking at a bunch of wasteful spending that's going to the county yet again and the way that they decide to spend it uh that could be right around the corner too so we got a lot to uh try to keep our eyes on and i'm glad that you're doing it tom sullivan thanks for coming on tonight thanks ryan he joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. It's Overnight America KMOX.
1: Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com.
0: Here we are. It's Overnight America. And we had some great guests the last couple of hours. I really love it when we get those in thinking of the great radio shows that have been uh, made into television shows of the past couple of decades WKRP in Cincinnati comes to mind but if you're in the 90s really there's only one that comes to mind for me bum, bum, ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. hey baby I
1: hear the blues are calling toss salads and scrambled eggs quite stylish
0: quite stylish
1: and maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged.
0: Ha! I like that even CBS News but plays this now. I don't know what
1: to do with those tossed salads and
0: scrambled eggs. Oh, yeah.
1: They're calling again.
0: I love it. That's the theme song for Frasier. He was on for many years, you know, 90s up until not quite the mid-2000s, but it was a well-received show. He won all kinds of awards for it. He was a radio show host in Seattle, Washington. And he would do this uh, call in show. I remember there was one episode where he was in trouble. So the program director made him do late night, overnight radio. <laughs> and he was like falling asleep doing the show and the types of calls he would get. <laughs> oh, man. Totally related to that. And Fraser Crane will be yet again making his way. On to the streaming scene, this time through the Paramount Plus streaming service, which is going to be starting up. There's a million streaming services. I got to tell you, I I can't keep up with it. I don't want to pay for all these services. I won't pay for all these services. I don't even want any of the services, honestly. There's only, let's see, we have Amazon Prime. So because of that, we get access to the Amazon on the, on the screen. But other than that, that might be our only paid service right now. And I would consider buying this for a month or two just to watch all the Fraser episodes to see what he's up to. Now, if you remember how the show ended, now there's going to be just a small spoiler alert here. It ended when he was considering taking a move away from Seattle and the radio station out there to follow a woman because, you know, he's ready for it. And did he or did he not? I think he flew and moved to Chicago. I don't know if he was doing radio in Chicago. They never really had a follow-up. A lot of the great, amazing cast members, we have no idea if any of them are coming back. David Hyde Pierce was trending earlier. When I go back and watch some of those old Frasier episodes, I truly appreciate David Hyde Pierce's physical comedy. I it, it went over my head. I was too young to really recognize it back then, but he was such a fantastic comedian when it came to physical comedy. It was like the type of vaudeville act you'd see in the early 1900s. He was just so good at what he was doing and giving the the way he did his motions and would fall down and get pushed around or whatever it is. It's so funny together. I really hope he comes back because they were just so great together. Kelsey Grammer, of course, is going to be a part of it, but really he's the only one they've confirmed so far. And I, um, I would purchase uh, Paramount to check it out. I don't remember any radio show that's had an impact since then. There's been a couple of TV shows like Matthew Perry, who's on Friends. He had a radio show, like on a sports talk show or something, but it only lasted like a half a season. Um, and you know, every once in a while, there might be a little radio thing here and there, but nothing significant. So, this is cool. I really hope we're still doing radio, though. Talk radio. Hope it's not something goofy. Maybe you can relive your old talk radio uh, WKRP type of feelings in the future. All right, uh, overnight America continues right after the break. Don't go anywhere. We're going to talk COVID and some of the responses that we've seen so far. And we'll take some of your calls, too. If you want to call in or text in, we'll start taking those right after the news and look at your weather, too, on Overnight America, KMOX. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word.